you're going has nothing to do with your intentions. It's actually the road that you're on that determines where you're headed. And when you see trouble coming, as the Lighthouse Ministry saw, do not ignore it. You must do something. A misstep will result in mishap, regardless of the fact that you are mistaken. So there's this tension that we're talking about. Sometimes we dig ourselves in a hole. The hole that we've dug. And and I've, I've seen a lot of people, and I've talked to a lot of people, who dig themselves out of a situation that they've created for themselves. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes it's relational. Sometimes it's too much debt. Sometimes it's a bad marriage. Sometimes it's an entanglement with someone he wished he'd never met or she never met. Sometimes it's alcohol. Sometimes it's drugs. And the question looms. Did you see it coming? Was there a warning sign along the way that you missed? Did anybody warn you? Nine times out of ten, the answer is yes. But but we ignore it. Has anybody ever complicated your life? You're going like, wow, she's sitting right next to me. Or he's sitting right next to me. Yes, marriage is complicated. Relationships are complicated. At first, they're awesome. At first, you're like, where has this person been in my life? And after a while going, will this person ever leave? Because they're complicated. I want to talk to you about how to keep those feelings and those things from happening to you and your family. So I want you to look ahead. And last week we said that every path has a destination. Okay? Our decisions are like steps down a path, like driving down a road. There's financial paths that have predetermined destinations. There are relationship paths that have predetermined destinations. It's the direction, not the intention, that determines your destination. And there's often a disconnect between where we want to end up and the actual path that we choose. It's not where we're at that is the issue. It is where we're headed that's the issue. So last week we ended with this question. If you continue on your current course, where are you going to end up? That was the question. And sometimes things cross our paths that are distracting. Things that are promising. Things that are tantalizing. Whether it's a shortcut, we think if we take this, we'll avoid the difficulties of going the long way. We try to do that when we go down into the L.A. area. What's the best efficient way? I hate the 5 freeway. It's schizophrenic at best. Some days there's nobody on the freeway. Most of the time, everyone's on the freeway. But that one chance it might be free, you don't know till it's 10 miles down. 
You won't realize how, even if you have your little, your little, oh gee, but I have the little signal alert. Yes, I have that too. <laughs> the prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffer for it. If you're an old schooler, the King James says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Let's talk about this verse for a moment. Two kinds of people, two responses, two outcomes facing the same situation. What they have in common is that on their past, there were things that hinted at danger. So let's take the prudent person. The Bible calls him the wise person. That person evaluates everything within the context of the future. That's the prudent person. In the light of my future hopes and dreams... What is the wise or the prudent thing to do in the context of my future? The larger context, the bigger picture. The person that knows that one thing leads to another is that prudent person. There, in his world, there are no isolated events or isolated relationships. Life is connected. Now let's talk about the simple. The simple the Bible calls naive. Events are disconnected. They have no relation. They don't cross over. In the broader context, it's not as important as me or this moment. It's the I live for the moment person. I live for this exhilarating moment right now. That's the simple. They're not connected. It's all going to work out. It's about now, not tomorrow. It's about here, not later. The naive person. He thinks life is disconnected. So this prudent person, they can see danger. You know, when I was a boy in fourth grade, elementary, after school, I missed the bus going home. And so I was stuck there waiting for my mom to have to shed to pick me up. And I was waiting in front of the school... Earlier that day, there was a massive beehive that, it, that went into our, 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 our big uh, oak tree in front of the school. Huge tree. And there were a lot of bees in there, just buzzing around in there. Big beehive. They were following the queen bee and they kind of just congregated right there in front of the school. There was no teacher around. There was no janitor around. There were just five kids and me. And the five kids went over there and says, let's throw some rocks at that beehive. And I thought it was a prudent man. I said, that doesn't sound like a very smart idea. Because earlier in my life, I remember going in the bushes in this forest area with my brother, and we ran across a beehive. And I was behind my brother, and he was in front of me. And my brother ran away from me, not saying a word. And I didn't know why he was running. Where are you going? He says, as I said, where are you going? He's running, going... Beehive! If I hadn't said anything, he wouldn't have said anything. So I said, Beehive, and I, and I still stood there going, I don't see a beehive. And then I saw the bees coming out. And then I ran for my life, 
Got stung 14 times in the back of my legs. So I remember going, the prudent will see danger. So my friends went over there. And I was like, I'm going to get 75 yards from the bees. It's a good distance. And I'm going to watch because this is really cool. It's all about the here and now. When are you going to see guys throw rocks at a beehive? When are you going to see that? I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And so they threw a rock and a chunk of the beehive fell. And I saw it there. I'm going like, those guys are in trouble. Right when I had that thought, a bee stung me in the forehead. The prudence seen danger. I was right next to the office. And the door was unlocked. And I just took 14 steps, went into the office, closed the door, and my friends were outside running around. <laughs> I remembered that because of what happened years ago when my brother and I stumbled across the beehive. Sometimes we learn that way. We get stung, and then it makes us prudent. But can you be wise? And avoid the sting and be prudent. Will you listen to the warning signs? Will you listen to what you see and going, hmm, I see the future of my context of my hopes and dreams. That's not a good thing. And that takes maturity. That takes wisdom. The simple see danger and they don't recognize it. Or they ignore the warnings. No one wants to admit of being naive. But when there is trouble brewing and you do nothing, or worse, you keep going, you will always suffer harm. Why? Because there are issues that an individual cannot deal with successfully once you pass a certain point. There are some point of no return sometimes, and then it's too late. There are situations that if left unattended become so complicated that there are no good options left. Let me give you an example. Age 60 is not the time to start thinking about savings. Age 60 is not the time to start thinking, I'm going to start saving now. It's not the time. Being pregnant is not the time to reevaluate the relationship. Having an addiction leaves very few options for you. You're involved with someone, but you have to lie about the relationship to your closest friends. You know, and the, and the Bible has a few good examples for us. People who, who heeded the warning. By faith, Noah, when warned about things to come, things to come were about a hundred years later. So when you see things to come, it wasn't like, oh, next week. hundred years later. Things yet not seen. In holy fear, he built an ark to save his family. And by his faith... He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is keeping with his faith. Peter, the apostle, writes this. 
for us. That was Noah. He heeded the warning. And Peter gives us the warning. But the day of the Lord will come. Fact. It will happen. Hashtag, gonna happen. Like a thief in the night. The heavens will disappear with a roar. That should be kind of cool. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of of God and speed its coming. So Noah, he was warned, and then he acted. He was prudent. He was rescued. His family was rescued. Peter warns us, the Lord will come. What kind of life should you live? He says, he warns us, you ought to live holy and godly lives. Why is the word ought to there? Because it's a choice. God wants you to choose. God leaves that decision up to you. No one should be forced or manipulated or coerced to follow God. That is wrong. You have to choose a relationship with Him. That's the beauty of God. He leaves it solely up to you. He is there. But He leaves it up to you. He doesn't try to coerce you, manipulate you, trick you, act all nice and be somebody else later. We've been through those relationships. The prudent see danger and they act. The simple see danger and they just keep going. So here's the application. The relationship aspect principle. Never evaluate a relationship based on where it is. Always evaluate a relationship to where it's heading, where it's going. Women, this is for you. When you see danger signs and you're in a dating relationship, those are warning signs. Too many women in our culture get abused because they ignore the warning signs of anger, of control. They lose it because the here and now is like, he's so cute. He's really handsome. He's got big muscles. He's charming. He has a full set of hair. Relationships are dynamic. They're always dynamic. They, they don't stay in one place. They're, they're always moving. And they either get healthier or they get unhealthier. They're growing or they're dying. If you started at point A and now you're at point B, you have a good idea where it's headed. The prudent person doesn't respond to where the relationship is. He responds to where it's heading. Application. That's relationships. If you're in a marriage, 
and your spouse has been saying, I think we need some, to get some help. Or, you need to get some help. Do something. Do something. To wait is to risk passing the point where all your options are bad. If you wait too long, every option's bad. You know, the other day Karen and I got in a fight. Yes, it happens. As you know, I usually come to the conclusion it's my fault. This time I was convinced it was her fault. You know, it was one of those fights. Where I'm bad, but you are much worse. And so, it was fresh and we had to have, we were having dinner. You know how that dinner when you're, when you're mad at your wife? Boy, it, you, can hear, you can hear the wind, the crickets. You can hear the ants crawling on the kitchen t- counter. You hear everything because it's so quiet. And my son Jaden breaks the silence. He says, have you and mom got resolved? And you're just sitting there too going like, why do I raise my children this way? Why do I do this to myself? It's causing me pain. Because I have a choice. I can now try to be humble and forgive my wife and how she sinned against me. So I chose to answer him this way. I'm not sure when we're going to get resolved. Trying to throw a jab at Karen. I'm not sure. Thinking that I was going to get Karen to be more humble. <laughs> trying to manipulate my wife into humility. Trying to leverage my son's guilt so she'll be humble. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm ruthless. And so are you. You're ruthless too. And my son, I thought, was going to be like, you know, Dad, you should be humble. I thought I was going to say that. I was expecting that kind of response from him. And then he lowers his head and cries. He lowered his head and cried. Because I chose to be simple. I saw danger in its context. And I should have been humble. But I kept going. Then there he was. So, at that moment, the damage that was inflicted, not only on Karen and myself, it now affected my son and my daughter who was sitting across the table. And my daughters were silent, staring at me. So I said, Juliana, will you help mom and daddy get resolved? And they know the template. The template is, mommy shares, dad repeats what she he heard. Daddy shares, mommy repeats what daddy heard. Then everyone takes responsibility for their action. So she walked us through it. And then she made some observations about me and mom. said, mom... You need to be a little more specific in your, your communication. Your expectations didn't match your communication. And dad, likewise. 
when you write something, you've got to be much more clear about it. I was like, I'm so glad I raised you that way, girl. <laughs> but it took hurting someone to get to the result I wanted. That's the simple. The prudent see the danger that that can cause to children. The prudent can see the danger when you fight in front of your children. No matter how many times he, Jaden has seen us get resolved in 15 years, it still lingers in his mind. Will they ever get divorced? And he said that. Why? Because his friends' families are divorced. Are you simple? Or are you prudent? I'm a knucklehead. That's where these paths lead. You can take that same, same analogy. If you're married, are you starting to enjoy the company of someone in the, from the opposite sex in the office? Where's that going? Do something. If you're single, and that married guy or girl is, is coming on to you, and you like it, where's that going? Do something. When you see your children hanging out with some not-so-good guys in the neighborhood, do something. In your dating relationship, when you see it's where it's headed, do something. When you have a new baby or a young family, and you realize that you're losing your relationship with God, you stop praying, you stop reading, do something. That's the prudent person. Money. Debt is not an event, it's a path. It's a destination when you find yourself in debt. You have spending habits or you have saving habits or lack of. If you don't have any savings, danger is coming. Your water heater is going to break. It's going to leak onto your floors and you're not realizing for three months. I'm just sharing my family here, my family life here. And then you had no house insurance. Simple, geo, simple, ever the life of simple. Now I learned. Oh, homeowner's insurance. That's why you have that. Oh. My dad never had homeowner's insurance. I guess that's where I learned it from. If you don't have giving habits, you probably lack self-control. And that's dangerous. When you tell your money, I'm giving you away, you're in control. I'm going to tuck you in a savings account, you're in control. I'm going to save you for later. I'm going to put you in a 401k. And you're going to hang out there for a while. I'm going to put you in a 403b. I'm going to put you in IRA. Now, I'm not a financial analyst, so please don't ask me for advice. <laughs> see professionals. I'm just telling you where my, my little guys go. I'm putting them over there, and I'll see you in 40 years. You hang out there, and you better have some, some homies with you. <laughs> process. The process of this, it always involves action. You're going to have to do something. Some of you guys, well, I'm going to pray about it. Fine, but make changes. 
Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Do something. To refuse to act, you are guaranteeing disaster will, will strike you. To wait until trouble arrives makes your actions meaningless. Sacrifice. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a relationship because of the direction it's going. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your own personal relationship of being that guy. Counterculture. That guy who prays at his lunch. That guy who reads his Bible at lunch. That guy who doesn't joke around with the fellas. That guy. You have less to live on, resources wise. Sacrifice. Sometimes it's embarrassment. Because you take, you're taking action, not on what is, but on what will be. When you sense something's coming. In most cases, you might be misunderstood. And you, you may not have the opportunity to explain yourself. People think sometimes you're overreacting. Let me give you a little note. Noah gathered his three sons. They were named Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I don't recommend those names now, but back then I'm sure they were pretty cool. And they announced that they were going to build a boat. This would have been fine, except the boat had to be 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. It's basically one and a half football fields long, and there are only eight of them. And for a long, long time, Noah and his family look like absolute fools. They spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of their life, their reputation on building this ark. Then one day God said, get in. And for seven days, nothing happened. But seven days later, the most foolish man in the world looked like the wisest man in the world. Why? Because he knew what was coming. And he had the courage to prepare for it. This aspect of destination has a relief as well. There are no regrets for those who read the warning signs. No regrets. They receive the sign and then they act appropriately. They don't live with regrets. You know, the faster you go, the further you have to look. I went skiing once down a hill and I was going really fast. But I only looked what was in front of me. And I hit a rock, flew, tumbled down the hill and hurt my knee. Because when you go fast, you have to look further down to see the rocks to guide yourself. The faster you go, the farther you have to see. It's like in soccer with the Norsemen. They run fast, but they run with their eyes up and they're looking around. You see some guys who are old like me, they run real fast, but with their head down. It's the funniest thing. So here's a prayer that I want to encourage you to embrace. Maybe not specifically said like this, but in your own way. 
Lord, help me to see trouble coming long before it gets here. And give me the wisdom to know what to do and the courage to do it. The conclusion of this is be honest. Where do you see trouble coming? And what are you doing about it? Where do you see trouble coming in your finances, in your relationships? And what are you going to do? Are you going to pray? The Bible says take refuge. You can pray, but take refuge. Do something. Build an ark. Do something. Break up. Quit. Fire him. Change your number. Move. Sell your house. Get rid of your DSL. Cut up your credit cards. Seek God. Do something. Take refuge. Because there is a point at which you will not have very good options if you wait too long. And I want to challenge you and encourage you to begin praying now to see what lies ahead. Thanks for your time and this concludes our service. Have a great afternoon.